It's the Law and Business Podcast, hosted by Anthony Verna. We tackle the hard issues where law and business intersect to help you run a smarter business and avoid costly mistakes. Verna Law PC is an intellectual property law practice focused on trademark, copyright, advertising law, and domain name disputes. Contact Anthony at anthony at vernalaw.com. Hi there, this is Anthony Verna, and on this episode of the Law and Business Podcast, I'm flying solo. So, you can reach me at anthony at vernalaw.com. Please, if you're listening and you have any comments, I'd love to hear those comments there on iTunes, so please leave uh, some uh, feedback. I've been getting a lot of questions about DraftKings and FanDuel, so let's talk about daily fantasy sports. But in order to do that, I want to take a step backwards and talk about games and contests in general. Games and contests in general are not gambling, and they're excellent promotions for businesses. However, there are lots of rules <laughs> that you need to consider. And frankly, you have to remember that there are 50 states, 50 separate ways of doing this. There's also the uh, D.C., there are territories Puerto Rico, Guam, if your business is reaching to all 50 states, D.C. territories, that's over 50 separate jurisdictions on how games can uh, be played. But they're excellent promotions. Just remember that. Here's what I would recommend for you to remember. A game is gambling if there is one chance and a prize and consideration. So the key is that, well, for most of you out there, you're not going to want to run a game without giving a prize. That's the point of giving, uh, of, of actually playing the game. You want, in exchange for for phone numbers, email addresses, physical addresses, names, maybe some demographic information, uh, the ability to, you know, give away some money or give away uh, some product. And that's perfectly acceptable. So you don't want to give up the prize. For most people, a game of chance is just easier to run, especially in consideration of what, um, a, you know, a game of skill is. So we'll, we'll talk about some differences. The third part, for most people who run a game, for most businesses who run a game, you really want to make sure that you can avoid that particular uh, chance. Or the, the consideration, excuse me. That's what you really need to avoid, is the consideration. So how do you avoid one of these three uh, topics. Well, consideration is the requirement of something that requires effort. So if it takes a couple, if it takes a minute, two minutes to fill out a form, that's not really going to be consideration. There used to be a time when requiring internet access, so having a web-only game was considered consideration because um, not everybody had the internet. But today, everybody has the internet. So 
you can require a web-only game. I would still say you need to uh, require an alternate means of entry, and I think you'll be you'll be safer that way. But a web-only game is going to be okay in most jurisdictions. But that's not everything. You need to try to avoid heavy entry forms. When I say heavy, I really mean something that takes a lot of time. If you have an entry form that takes 15 minutes, if you have a game that takes 15 minutes to play, even if it's online, you know, that's going to be consideration. If you are requiring somebody to mail it in, that stamp might be consideration, even though it's only less than 50 cents. So you need to avoid consideration. Or if you're trying to avoid only consideration, that's how you would do it. If you are trying to create a game of skill, you really need to make sure that that skill is what's highlighted. And that's going to be, I think, the big issue here. Um, the way that some people get around that is maybe there are some questions, some trivia questions that can be asked that would be skill. You know, knowledge is a skill. Um, <clears throat> what we have here in daily fantasy sports is basically a game-based business model. And that's why, for many people, it feels like gambling. And I would say that's not necessarily correct if this is a skill. And that's really going to be the key. So how do you turn a game of chance into a game of skill? And I would say that's going to be the hard part if you're running a promotion. In this particular instance, we're talking about a game-based business. So therefore, that game of chance must not really be a game of chance. It must be a game of skill. And the argument in daily fantasy sports is that the skill is understanding what the conditions are so that a person who chooses athletes on a team understands that certain athletes are better than others and that certain athletes are healthier than others and that therefore that knowledge turns into the ability to figure out under certain rules what team is going to amass the most points under a certain you know under that rule scheme and that's what the skill is and that's really where these daily fantasy sports are are being turned into businesses now once again you only have to take away one thing of chance or prize or consideration and you're putting up money, so there's consideration. There's obviously a prize. There are obviously lots of prizes that are given away. And these must be considered skills. Now, the one thing that uh, is going to be tricky is that they also must be run fairly and that everybody must have some kind of equal ability in winning. Again, 
understanding that if these are skill-based games, some people have better skills than others. There's no doubt about that. And I wonder if these sites are going to be very uh, quick to stay or, or not. And, and that's going to be the real issue under American law. We see that the uh, New York State Attorney General has issued a letter to both DraftKings and FanDuel. And we know that Massachusetts is really uh, looking into the issue as to whether these are skill or chance kinds of games. Uh, the New York letter, though, has nothing to do with this being chance, prize, or consideration. It has to do with how it's run totally. Because if you're going to be running a game, you as the, the creator, the sponsor of the game have to make sure that it is run fairly and that everybody who enters has the same chance of winning if this is a game of chance or that it's the skill that matters. And as we are seeing, there might be some insider information from one competitor that is then used in on the other competitor's uh, site in order for an employee of the competitor to, to win and beat out most people. And therefore, that use of insider data means that even with the skill, other people are unable to win. And so that's going to be an issue is that people who enter really don't have a chance of winning because of the type of information that's that's uh, had by one particular employee. So that's going to be a big issue as well. If you're running a game, you need to make sure that it's run fairly. And if there's going to be an issue like this, you need to nip it in the bud very fast, very quickly. One thing I think I think you'll see the cynical lawyer say to the business that wants to run games or be some kind of game-based, you know, business model is that these state attorney generals, attorneys general, let me use the proper plural, are politicians. So they I mean they're attorneys and politicians. So they're there to enforce the law. But more than that, they are politicians who are there for a big splash. And if you're a business intent on trying to make money through a game, that's going to attract attention. And since the money is flowing, I mean, both FanDuel and DraftKings have sports leagues as investors and are advertising everywhere. When the money gets that big, you are going to see that the state attorneys general are going to scrutinize your business. And therefore, you need to, really, you need to make sure, no matter the size of the business, that you're adhering to rules, not just from the jurisdiction, but also the rules that you've written in your contest. The game rules are important. The game rules must be public. There are um, there are lots of regulations. I mean, you you have to broadcast winners, 
Uh, you don't have to, you know, put their name, their their last full last name and an address and things like that. But but you have to broadcast who the winners are. You have to have a means for people to ask who the winners are. You know, there are checks and balances in there so that the state realizes how the game is being run and making sure that game is being run fairly. People can't have advantages, and that's really the key. If you're running a game, remember, in order for it to not be gambling, you've got to get rid of chance or prize or consideration. And in this particular case, the the claim is that these are games of skill, but now that somebody has inside information, <laughs> now those games may not be run fairly. And so you have to run the game fairly. You have to run the game under the rules. What I would also add to this, in my own opinion, yeah, this feels like gambling, doesn't it? You know, what, what an athlete does on a certain day, one particular game, isn't indicative of, of an athlete's total worth. That, that's my, my own opinion. And so one particular game is really gambling. But why are we restricting things like this? Uh, th- that's my own opinion, is that I wish we were a little more open as a society on gambling. And I think that people earn money and they have a right to do what they please with the money. And uh, that that's my particular thought on this. Now, that said, if you're running a game, games are great promotions for your businesses. And I wish more people did it. And you still just need to make sure that you follow the regulations and that you run the game fairly. Understand when you need to be bonded for your prizes and understand that there are companies out there that will run the games for you so that therefore there's a separation there. But if your business model is based on a game, you have to make sure that that there's skill involved in that particular game. I'm Anthony Verna. My practice is Vernalaw PC. If you have any questions, my email address is anthony at vernalaw.com. Please, please leave some reviews on the iTunes uh, interface, and we'll get back to more discussions uh, with the next episode. Thanks very much for listening. This has been the Law & Business Podcast. Visit VernaLaw.com for more episodes. To contact VernaLaw PC, send an email to anthony at VernaLaw.com or call 914-358-6401.